Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the importance of making foreplay more than an afterthought when it comes to your sexual intimacy. And there's an anonymous quote that says, we make time for what's important to us. If you haven't made time for it, it's because you haven't convinced yourself that it's important. I was like, oh, there's a little bit of sting on that one. Not just when it comes to talking mm-hmm. about foreplay, but to talking about a lot of things in marriage. Um, and, you know, I think for a lot of couples, it's true that if you aren't making time for foreplay, you might not be convinced yet that it's actually important to your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. We're going to be digging into that in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to share the transformation, the revelations, the insights, um, the accomplishments that you're having in your marriage. And yeah. this hug comes from an email that we received in response to the One Extraordinary Couple feature in the most recent Position Post magazine. And this person starts by saying, I want to thank you for publishing the one extraordinary couple story on dealing with an affair in a marriage. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I went through it five years ago and I'm going through it now. We've been together since high school and I'm devastated and sad. My husband regrets it, wants to stay, has cut off all communication with the other woman, wants to go to therapy, which we've started Mm. and has asked for forgiveness. Although he understands if I choose to leave. Obviously, there's a lot to the story, but it came down to me fighting for my marriage, our future, and my family, even though some days I don't know how I'll make it through. Just like in your article, I've not told anyone about it because one, I don't ever want to be judged about my choice to stay, something my pre-affair self thought I would never do or put up with. And two, I don't want my children to find out. For now, I just wanted to say thank you for posting that article. It makes me feel a little less alone. Mm. I started listening to your show five years ago after the first affair. My husband did not get into it, but I would listen and make mental notes. Now, my husband has also decided to listen from the beginning. And even though he's listening very slowly, we discuss Mm. the episodes as he finishes them. We have also started the intimacy lifestyle. Wow. You know, that one extraordinary couple featured article is always a couple from the one family. Mm -hmm. And so this is even more impactful to me because it's not about us talking on the podcast. It's somebody here in the one family who's willing to take a, take a step of faith and go, we're going to share. Mm-hmm. We're going to let others know what we've gone through. And for this individual to feel like I'm not alone and I'm going to, and I'm going to work through this and we're going to do it together, I think means everything. So it's, it's amazing. If you don't already subscribe to the Position Post magazine, we would highly suggest that you do. And you can check that out at positionpostmagazine.com. I'll also put a link here in the episode notes. But we have articles that 
are just exclusive to the magazine itself, mm-hmm. like the one you just heard about. Absolutely. And as you heard Tony say at the top of the episode, we are talking about making foreplay important in your sexual intimacy, to moving it from, from being an afterthought to, to being something that you actually give attention to. And the idea for this particular episode actually came out of a post that was in the One Family Facebook group that read, hubby and I are kind of stumped when it comes to foreplay. Mm. We were virgins when we got married, hardly had any sex education growing up. We've gotten stuck in a rut of doing the same exact thing every time. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like put that out there. You're not alone. We would love to learn more about specific foreplay ideas or get tips on how to diversify foreplay. And I love this question. I love, I loved seeing this come up in the one family Facebook group because I thought, you know, what, what a great place to, you know, get the conversation started around it. But it was also one of those things where, you know, sometimes we see those posts in the, in the Facebook group and we're like, yeah, you know what, this would actually be a really great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, and when I wrote the Six Pillars of Intimacy book, I, we talked about sexual intimacy in chapter 10. And I w- we were very clear in the book that sexual intimacy isn't just sexual intercourse. Correct. That that was a distinction that we wanted to make. We wanted to get it away from, you know, the, the sexual intimacy being a black or white, a yes or no, did we or didn't we? And get it into this idea where you could really expand your definition and have that definition include romance initiating, and yes, foreplay. That's right. The topic of this episode. But for some of you, you might actually be thinking because, you know, if if you haven't had a lot of sex ed, if you're like, I don't even know what counts, you might be thinking, well, what is foreplay? And, And it's okay if that thought just went through your head. There's no judgment here in the one family about that type of question. But I do want to share that Merriam Webster, my favorite online dictionary, uh, defines foreplay actually has two definitions. One is erotic stimulation preceding sexual intercourse or an action or behavior that precedes an event. And I like both of those because it just kind of gets you thinking like what, what is the before? Yes. Right. Foreplay is all about the before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Erotic stimulating preceding action or behavior that precedes. So this is all that. What are we doing before? And I want to even say this. I'd like to add on to this Fair enough. definition, especially the first one. It's saying erotic stimulation preceding sexual intercourse. I would even say foreplay can be with your clothes on even. Mm. There, there is erotic stimulation that can happen, and it can happen right between your ears, in your mind, sharing words, sharing things of that nature, touches, which we talk about when we talk about like physical intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. That those touches that are non-sexual, but those are stimulating Mm -hmm. prior preceding that sexual intercourse. And I want to be clear, this is going beyond the, hey, just want to have sex. (laughs) Yeah. It is okay to ask that question in your marriage. I do. Lots of times. It's not the only way that the two of you can have foreplay. Right, it's it's not the only form of action preceding sexual intercourse because for a lot of you, there might not be a whole lot of stimulation. before the intercourse with that question. And it's getting into this place of identifying too for the two of you. And for some of you, this might actually be a, an uncomfortable conversation, but getting into this place of saying, well, what is stimulating? Gosh, you know what? You, you said that and what came to me and it's a guide and a marriage resource that we put together some years ago called 19 Questions to Amazing Sex. There you go. And I'll put a link here in the episode notes because it's asking the questions. Mm-hmm. 
It, and it's not just about foreplay. It, it's about many areas of your sexual intimacy. And yet every time Elisa and I have asked and answered these questions, it is a form of foreplay. It, it's, it's stimulating. It, it's, it's like the preceding because we're, we're, we're engaging ourselves. Our clothes are on. Typically we're driving down the road when we, when we ask and answer these questions. So it just hit me when you said that. So I'm going to put a link here in the episode notes for you if you want to check that out. Well, and that brings up a really good point. You know, like what are, you can have foreplay that can be conversation, right? I mean, you can get into this place, but it's not going to be something that you're just going to quote unquote figure out. There is a level of intentionality to identifying what works for the two of you when it comes to foreplay. What works for you? What works for your spouse? What works for your marriage? What works for the amount of time that you have? Because foreplay can look really different depending on, you know, do we have like five minutes? Are we doing a quickie here? Or do we have like an hour? Mm-hmm. As Tony, you know, talked about looking at the clock a few episodes ago, or maybe that was last week. I can't was remember. Last week. It was last week. Yeah. You know, and for us, foreplay has really, it, it's looked different. Yes. Over our 26 years of marriage, there have been all different kinds. You know, you when you're married for 26 years or a long time, yeah, those are synonymous in my mind. You can go through a lot of different seasons, a lot of different patterns. And, and I remember early on in our marriage, I don't think we really, like foreplay totally was an afterthought in my mind. I don't really feel like we gave it a lot of attention. I don't really think we gave it much attention in the first decade. Fair. I, I really don't. It, it just it wasn't something that we typically engaged in. Yes, we did have some things that we would do. Um, I do remember for some reason having a vibrator early on mm-hmm. that we would we would use. Um, but but it wasn't until after we did our sixty day sex challenge that I think we really understood and began to understand the importance of that. Because when you go forty out of sixty days, for myself personally. It's very. It was very difficult at times to just get an erection and have sex, mm-hmm. and so we would have to engage one another in foreplay in different ways, talking to one another, touching one another, um, sharing what's going on. Like even even letting off for me sometimes just those conversations when we just sort of get ourselves and and almost rid ourselves of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, get all that stuff off of my brain, off of the top of my mind. And then, but in that time frame too, it's like, we're naked, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're close, we're touching one another. Um, and then that typically there, there always comes this moment, I think for you and I, where it's just sort of like, okay, that's, that's done. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get into that, that talk. Let's get into that oh, caressing one another in, in that those just those sweet things that are happening in between you and I. Mm-hmm. So I would say since the 60 day sex challenge, we've had many a different ways that that's happened. Again, brought in vibrators at one point in time. We've used games, massage. We've talked a lot about all of these just even recently. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think like, what are the different ways that we've engaged in our foreplay? Well, I, I actually want to comment on something that you just said because it came up in conversation with some coaching clients this past week. You you were able just there to differentiate, like what did our, specifically our foreplay look like before the 60-day sex challenge and after? And this couple and I, we were having a conversation about their sexual intimacy. And one of the things we were talking about is when there's sporadic encounters, 
right? When, when you don't have the frequency, you can't actually figure out what works because it's everything's kind of like this flash in a pan, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't have the consistency, you know, like the, the hug reference, the intimacy lifestyle, where you aren't doing something regularly enough to go, oh, that works or that doesn't work. And so hearing you say that about the 60 day sex challenge, I'm like, oh, that, and we're not saying everybody's got to do a 60 day sex challenge. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we both wrote the book seven day sex challenge, because it's much more doable for folks. Um, but it was in that 60 days, mm-hmm. in that two month period where we were, because sex was on the table every night, day, every 24 hour period, we were in this place of going, we have to figure out, like, it's not going to look the same every day for 60 days. Right. We had to figure out how to engage one another. We had to figure out like, what does this look like to, to bring in that erotic stimulation? And I, I hadn't thought about it until just now in the middle of this conversation where I'm like, oh, that was really the, the catalyst for change. That intentionality to say, we're going to make our sexual intimacy uh, overall, the big umbrella, so important that we're going to engage in this daily. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we had to figure out a lot of things. Yep. Because otherwise it was just sort of like, yeah, you know what, just whatever's going to work right now. And I want to share with you that, you know, we'd asked this question last week um, on Instagram. We asked the one family, how important is foreplay to your sexual intimacy? And I just want to share with you guys some of the the words and phrases that people gave back to us. Extremely. So important. It's all the fun pre-sex, the laughing and teasing. And mm-hmm. this comment actually said, it's the chef kisses that mwah, yes. at the end of it. Uh, paramount. Wished we'd have learned this earlier. Very important, but not necessary every time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Getting to second base is half the fun. <laughs> it's what decides if I'm going to be present during sex because I have a responsive desire. And what that means, folks that have a responsive desire, there has to be a catalyst that they respond to. It's not just like a light bulb goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, important. My wife can't orgasm without it. It gets the engine started. Helps keep it about us and not just the act of sex. It makes the main event even more important. Mm. And you hear those kinds of statements. And on the flip side, we did get get the opposite. I wish it was more important to my spouse. I wish it was a bigger part of our sexual intimacy. And, and you know, you it's why we do episodes like this talking about it, going, okay, well, how does a couple have this conversation? What are the things that they can engage in? What does it look like if, you know, there are a lot of people who are engaging in this and we're not like, why is that? And it might go back to the quote that I opened up this episode with of saying, maybe there's a disconnect in understanding why it's so important, or Mm. maybe you've convinced yourself that it's not important. And I want to say, you know, like massive amounts of foreplay are not a requirement every time you have sex. That's right. Let me like a few people even said it in the comments, but I also want to just share that with like it's not, it's okay. If there, I mean, there are times we don't engage in foreplay, we're like, okay, we've got you know, we're doing a quickie or you know, just where we are, we're just gonna get to the main event, as somebody said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay because it's a conversation. You know, so many of the things about your sexual intimacy come back to the emotional intimacy, right? The conversations that the two of you are having around this so that you can get into this place of building the closeness and the connection in your marriage. Mm-hmm. What allows the two of you to, to be in a place of comfort, to be able to express your desire. And understanding that for the two of you is a really valuable tool in your marriage. Yeah. Right, but getting to that and getting to an understanding of like, what are the types of activities? Going back to that post that was in the Facebook group that says, hey, help us break out of our rut. Tell us some different things that we can do. And we're gonna share those after this break. We're back 
And we're talking about what the two of you can do to, to strengthen or add variety to your foreplay, to that ex- erotic stimulation that comes before sexual intercourse. And if we add on the Tony DiLorenzo definition or add on in the Merriam-Webster dictionary with your clothes on sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I guess that goes in parentheses. Sometimes with your clothes on. Um, but, you know, coming into this, I loved, I loved hearing from all of you about what you do. And this is what makes the one family so powerful mm-hmm. as a Absolutely. community. That it's not just Tony and I, you know, two talking heads here saying, okay, well, this is what you need to do. No, we went because I actually was looking through this. I'm like, huh, some of these things we haven't done in a long time. I'm super grateful that the one family reminded us about it. I, I'm super grateful that the one family will tell us how important or what the challenges are. Because when you start to hear what other couples are saying about this becomes one of those episodes that the two of you can sit down and say, hey, can we talk about this? Because I, I haven't known how to bring it up, but Tony and Lisa were talking about it and I would love for us to listen to it. Yeah, I want to say something before Lisa starts reading the list and, and we read this list to you all. I do believe that sometimes how we set up our bedroom prior to even foreplay yes. can can really change how we engage one another in our foreplay. And what I'm saying is dim the lights. You don't need to be in the dark. Maybe put on candles. That, that, I mean, the hue of candles, like just the way it lights up the room it, is amazing. And for those of you who've used candles, you know it. Like, I mean, we have them on our nightstand. We have another stand in our, in our bedroom that we put it on. And, and it, it just, it gives this soft glow. I mean, if, for some of you, maybe music. For some of you, you may want to put on a diffuser or, or maybe there's some sort of perfume or or some sort of scent that heightens mm. that stimulation for the two of you as well. Because I do believe sometimes we rush into it and we get under the covers and we do our thing in foreplay and we come out and we're like, okay, that was cool. And yet changing the environment mm. can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Now, again, as Elisa said, even prior to this was like some of these things we've done, some of them we, we haven't done in a long time. And I would encourage you to pick one or two this week and just go, is this something that we can explore together? More and more, I I look at marriage like a doctor or a dentist or something. And and hear me out. It's a practice. Hmm. It's a practice. You know, a doctor of 30 years, what he he or she learned 30 years ago, probably not using anymore because they have worked on hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And even in our encounters, for Elisa and I, 26 years married, how many times have we had sex? I have no idea. Like, that's a lot. It's a practice. And... It ebbs and it flows, and sometimes it works really well. The foreplay is going so well, and other times it's like, no, you're you're missing the mark. Like this isn't working. Okay, well, what? What? We just had that yesterday. <laughs> yes, I know that did happen yesterday. Yeah, truth. Trying. Well, it was just this something new and different, and, and it just didn't work out. It, I was trying something, and Lisa's just like, "What? What are you doing? Like that doesn't work." Like, and, and to that, and I just want to say, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It was just funny. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry to interrupt you. It was pretty funny what was happening. But, but you're gonna have times like that. 
when you're engaging in foreplay, and even as we start to share with you some ideas from the one family, some of these may totally hit the mark and some of them may be like, mm, that feels a little awkward. Yeah. It's okay. Like we literally, I was like, hey dude, that's not working for me. And he's like, okay. And it wasn't this like, you're a jerk and I can't believe you would talk to me like that when we were having sex. Like it wasn't like that. It was just like, okay, let's shift. Yeah. And, and I want to encourage the two of you to have that same kind of attitude when when you're engaging in maybe things that you do all the time. And sometimes you're literally just missing the mark. Or when you're trying something new and it's not it's not landing Mm-hmm. The way that the two of you wanted to. It is actually a, I would take it as a compliment or a gift if your spouse says, hey, this isn't working for me. Because then you can actually go to something that does, does. work and you both get it. Yep. Right. So here are some of the ideas that the one family shared. Um, oral sex for him and for her. Mm-hmm. Right. Oral sex is the, probably very well known in terms of foreplay. Um, it's an option. Right? Well, one of your go-to books is She Comes First. And that is that is something that we have talked about before. I'll put a link to it here. And it's something I think we have learned in our own foreplay of of me stimulating you, making sure that you're engaged, and then it heightens and goes from there. So Well, and I just want to say one thing about yeah. it, because a lot of the um, comments on why people engage in uh, foreplay mention the fact that it does allow her to have an orgasm because most women, statistically speaking, most women will orgasm with clitoral stimulation mm-hmm. as opposed to vaginal penetration. And so if you know that, then mm-hmm. you can get orgasms all around and do it through oral sex. Yes. Um, other people said making out, you know, kissing was high up on the list. Showering together. Right? Yeah, that, that that's an interesting one. I, when I saw that one, I was like, that's interesting because we shower together all the time and oh, I never that's think like of a that daily as, thing. For yeah. Us. Yeah. But I don't think of it as foreplay. So for somebody to write that in is like, Oh wow. Like for them, that's, that's the pre event. Like that's all right. We're, we're getting ready here. You know what I mean? So I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, fingering her mm-hmm. sensual massage. We just did the episode on massage. Mm-hmm. Here's one that involves a little brain power texting all day kind of what Tony was talking about with that stimulation between the ears. Mm-hmm. Hand jobs, games, right? Getting into nipple stimulation, mm-hmm. using toys, dancing, using feathers, you know, different tactile. And this is like learning what is tactily stimulating to your spouse, what touches, what materials create that erotic stimulation. I mean, that's like a whole lesson in and of itself mm-hmm. because certain people really respond to certain textures like that satiny silky stuff, the lace, um, feathers here. You know, what are the, what are the fabrics mm-hmm. that are arousing? It's a whole lesson in and of itself. Dirty talk, whatever that means for the two of you. We're not, we're not getting into a whole, like we're not going down the rabbit trail around dirty talk. Well, you could also say slash sexy talk. Just sexy depend, talk, yes. Because I know some people, you know. It, but again, that that's that's words for you. Mm-hmm. This this doesn't have to be like somebody somebody may say it, and that's what stimulates them. Yours may be sexy talk, and that's what stimulates you. Whatever that may be, those words I would even add to here. You know, when it comes to foreplay ideas, just the the vocalization. Mm-hmm. Because the vocalization is a form of foreplay, in my opinion, of, oh, that feels good. 
Well, and it's it's a very good, um, it creates a very powerful feedback loop that mm-hmm. what you're doing to your spouse is stimulating them. Now, there have been times when I have been doing stuff and Elisa has given me a good feedback loop. And then there are times when in, in that same session where she'll be like, mm, no. <laughs> well, It's just because, I, and all I'm saying is that in that foreplay, I could, I could be moving off. There's something that isn't feeling good to you. And vice versa. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We've had it go both ways. And so th- that happens. I, I just, we, we want to share that with you because I think too often we are getting lost in the movies and we're getting lost in the social media and we're getting lost in, in everybody's perfect. And yet we're two individuals coming together to be sexually intimate. Mm-hmm. And in that, we're two individuals coming together, not sure sometimes what feels good and what doesn't. Because believe me, guys, and and you may know this, when your ladies are in different parts of her cycle, different stimulations work differently. And if you didn't know that, there's your lesson. Her cycle does change throughout the month, hormone levels and all that kind of stuff. And what is erotically stimulating will vary. I've had it happen from, from like one day to the next. Like we did this yesterday. We were doing this yesterday, Elisa. I know, but I'm not there today. Oh, okay. So where are you today? <laughs> and He's like, but you're right here. So what like, do you mean you're not there? You, you, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And so this, as I said, it's a practice. We, we are constantly learning one another and what we like and what works for one another and in different situations and different times and in different places. Because mm-hmm. you could be in your bedroom, you could be in your kitchen, you could be at a hotel room. Those three places could be vastly different in how you engage in foreplay. And I think so much of it comes back to learning both uh, at the emotional intimacy level and the physical intimacy level of you know, what having, being able to have the communication, being able to say that's working for me, that's not working for me, being able to say, here's where I am in my cycle, being able to say things like too hard or move left or whatever that is and have it be from this place of we, we want to have this incredible sexual intimate, sexually intimate connection. And so if I can communicate with you and I said it earlier, but some of you are going to have to, this is skill development. Like, let me come back to this. So you're going to have to choose to develop the skill of being able to talk about yes. a topic that maybe you've never talked about before. Mm. So will it feel a little awkward at first? Sure. But here's the thing. You're part of the One Extraordinary Marriage family. And that middle word is extraordinary, right? One Extraordinary Marriage, which means that you will do the extra to level up your ordinary. That's right. If I can just give you a little encouragement there. So developing the skill around the conversations will shift. It will shift how the two of you talk about what the touches are, the physical intimacy, what works for me, what doesn't. Why? Again, not to criticize your spouse, but to get more of the good things that you both like. Mm -hmm. Because when you have strong emotional intimacy and strong physical intimacy, the sexual intimacy and the ability to really have powerful, extraordinary sexual intimacy levels up. It starts with how the two of you communicate to one another. It starts with this deep desire to go, I want to learn about you. I want to learn about this area. I want us to step out of uh, like the Facebook post. I want us to step out of this rut or this routine that we've been in. Yeah. And maybe just try one new thing this week. Try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that it won't ever work. It just means that it was the first time. 
and you go from there. Yeah. You know, as, as you step into this this week, press in, as Lisa said, pick one of those things that you could try on one another when it comes to your foreplay. Here's the thing, though. Some of you may be stuck in your sexual intimacy. You've tried things. You're, you're like, we, we tried this, Tony and Elisa, and, and we're, we're, we're having a blockage. There's, there's resistance. And for those of you, I would encourage you to check out coaching. And you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Learn more. Apply for coaching. Because sometimes when you get somebody in there who can just hear what's going on and give you just a little advice here or there or tweak here or get you guys on the same page, it can make all the difference. So check that out. Oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching today. If you're in a spot where you need the assistance around your sexual intimacy, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week as you check out some new foreplay that you want to do together. We hope that this encourages you, brings you hope around your sexual intimacy and for your marriage. Have a great one. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.